Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to the Black Fern Show on SENZ. It is great to have you with us. Don't forget, let's dare to believe like a Black Fern. For ticket information, head to blackferns.com and catch all the action for this season. We're just 12 days away from the World Cup kicking off in New Zealand and someone that is going to be right in the mix. We're so lucky to be joined by one of New Zealand's top referees, Maggie Kogaor. She's been selected as one of two Kiwis uh, to represent us at the World Cup. It'll be her World Cup debut. She's come a long way. I read a story that she used to play gridiron in Canada, so I cannot wait to talk to her about her journey. Maggie, thank you so much for giving up your time. We know how busy all of you are, uh, so we appreciate you coming on the programme. How are you? How are you doing today after another hectic weekend? Yeah, I'm doing good. We just, um, all the referees who are arriving for the World Cup are just all moving into our accommodation today, so it uh, feels a bit weird, obviously, because I also live in Auckland, so I just drove my own car from my house to the accommodation, so maybe a little bit of a different experience than the others coming from Europe, but yeah, still feels a bit first day of school vibes, very exciting. Oh, that is so cool. Well, let's jump straight into it then and talk about the World Cup. What was it like when you found out you will be representing New Zealand at the World Cup? Because I suppose, um, just like for players representing New Zealand, this would be a dream come true for you. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, it's a particularly probably, you know, meaningful and something that I'm so grateful for after, um, you know, the two years of COVID where we were sort of, um, and don't get me wrong, New Zealand Rugby did a great job at trying to maintain our domestic competitions, but, you know, being sort of in our little bubble down here and not being able to get over to the Six Nations or sort of get over to some of the opportunities that World Rugby normally used to sort of um, have a look at referees. Uh, To be honest, I think I had sort of just settled that it was probably just not in the cards this year and I was just going to have to wait until 2025. Um, So yeah, to sort of get the call up was, yeah, just a a moment that I sort of still feels a bit surreal, even though we're, yeah, kind of five months since that happened, to be fair. It is so amazing um, to see a couple of Kiwis there, yourself and Lauren Jenner. Uh, But tell us, where did it all start for you? When did you know, I want to be a referee? Oh, that's pretty pretty tough, to be fair. Um, so I sort of started playing rugby uh, when I was 13, which is at the start of high school. So back in Canada, obviously, yeah. so hence the uh, funny accent. So I'm obviously not actually originally from here. Um, although, to be fair, a lot of Canadians now don't think I sound Canadian anymore. So I think <laughs> I've just fallen into a bit of a grey area. Um, so yeah, I had started playing rugby. Um, and obviously, again, it, it's not a mainstream sport at all at home. And so it's it's very much you start playing and, and no one has any idea of any of the rules uh, other than basically run backwards, pa- you know, sorry, run forwards, pass backwards. <laughs> that's sort of the extent. Um, so I started playing and just found it a bit frustrating to sort of be penalized for things and not really understand what was going on. So I, uh, being a sort of bullshit teenage girl, I decided that I'd, I'd rectify that by going and doing a referee course to sort of figure out what everything was, what was going on. So I, I did that, um, when, yeah, at the beginning of high school. And then uh, sort of just carried on a little bit of refing while I was still playing. So I was very fortunate um, back in Canada to play sort of eighth grade provincial 
um, and then get a scholarship to play at McMaster University and sort of carry on with my playing. Um, and just sort of did refing as a bit of, bit of a side gig to make some pocket money as a broke uni student. Um, and, and always enjoyed it, to be fair, and, and had sort of a bit of potential there, but was still committed to being a player at the time. So sort of made like a, a bit of a, a not, not a secret, but I guess I didn't really tell anyone other than myself that I thought, oh, I'll play until I'm 25. And if I'm, you know, at, at 25, if I'm not sort of in the, the national senior national team and looking at World Cups and stuff, then I'll give this refing thing kind of a proper crack. Um, little did I know at the time that, you know, I was going to end up in New Zealand. So yeah. that sort of hampered my hampered my World Cup dream a little bit. Um, and yeah, so sort of finished, ended up coming to New Zealand, playing some club rugby at Qualls Rifles um, amongst a great group of girls, you know, several of whom are now, they are going to the World Cup as Black Ferns. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we won the sort of premier women's competition the year I turned 25. And I thought, you know, that's probably a good place to get off the bus and give something else sort of a, a big crack. So yeah, sort so of how that happened. What brought you to New Zealand in the first place? Was it rugby that brought you here? Uh, yeah, probably indirectly. So I finished up playing rugby at university. Um, so I did my undergraduate degree and knew I wanted to be a teacher. So knew I sort of had to do a year of teacher's college um, and found out that I could do the year in New Zealand. So I thought, oh, this is perfect. I really want to go to New Zealand to play rugby anyway, um, but I want to go for a whole season. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I ended up down in Christchurch at Can- uh, the University of Canterbury to do my teaching degree um, and played a year down there. And then I, I got a job up here, actually. So yeah, sort of half rugby, half school, I guess. You have the most interesting background. Um, so there's so many things that I want to ask you. Being Canadian, obviously we know in America that basketball, baseball, gridiron are the big sports over there. So did you grow up playing gridiron? Yeah. So again, another uh, another sport that I sort of fell into a little bit. Um, so turned up to my sort of, I played, so girls, mostly girls don't play sort of the contact version of it. They play a lot of like flag football, which, you know, sort of like, yeah. like tag rugby basically, but football instead um, and I played a bit of that when I was younger and then I turned up to high school and I honestly like I don't even know why I just I think I must have seen that the football tryouts were on and I thought oh, I'll give that I'll give that a hoon you know not not thinking like oh it'll be a big deal I'll be the only girl da 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 um, and yeah so I ended up playing uh, football sort of all through high school um, and then that actually indirectly the the lady who coached our rugby team sort of spotted me at that and was like oh you're gonna come play rugby for me and I was like I don't even know what that is but sure like sounds good um, and so, yeah, that's sort of actually, even though I loved, I loved it, um, it kind of led me to rugby indirectly. So cool. It is so, so cool. If we um, continue moving forward to when you came to New Zealand, um, you decided you really wanted to give refereeing a crack. What's the pathway like in New Zealand for referees and, and female referees? Is it a professional pathway like it is uh, for our players? You know, how, how do you, how do you get, move through the ranks, if you will, for someone that wanted to do what you're doing? Yeah, I think um, it's certainly there is uh, professional opportunities in it. It's probably a little bit more limited um, than a playing one at this point anyway, just just surely based on numbers. So um, right now there's there's five professional referees in New Zealand who that's, you know, their full-time job. They're employed by New Zealand Rugby to do that. Yeah. Um, so at, at this exact point, there's probably not a, a massive amount of opportunities in terms of making it your full-time job, but in terms of being able to, you know, make some money off it and get to travel and get to do things like that. There's, there is cer- certainly a massive opportunity. Um, and the first step, really, the, g- the good part about it is that it's incredibly easy to access it. It's just, you know, a matter of going to your local association yeah. um, and expressing your interest. Um, almost every association in the country has some connection to the national squad now in terms of they've got 
you know, members who are in our sort of top elite setup who are more than happy to help people and give them support, as well as, you know, coaches and older referees who've been there for, you know, 20, 30, 40 years for some of them, yeah. um, who are also, you know, really willing to it and, and really encouraging of others, I think. So that, that's the good part about it is uh, the first step is to just sort of turn up and give it a crack um, and start progressing sort of locally. And then, yeah, particularly for females, I think the opportunity is, is massive in terms of um, New Zealand rugby has made it a really clear priority that they want to see more women involved in officiating. Yeah. Um, so anyone really who's coming and, and expressing interest and really wanting to improve and wanting to get better is, is going to have a very sort of clear set of opportunities put out in front of them. So it's, it's super exciting, I think, at this point. I feel like referees don't get the recognition they deserve. You know, without you, the game literally couldn't be played. Um, but on Friday, you got to be part of the first ever um, capping ceremony for New Zealand. So congratulations. That must have been a really special moment for you, uh, for your family to be part of this wider team. What is the most rewarding thing about being a referee? Now that you know both sides from player and ref. Yeah, I think the the most rewarding part about being a referee, it, it, it's not the exact same as being a player because, yeah. yeah, the experience is very different in the sense that you are sort of by yourself out on the field. There's yeah. not sort of 14 of your teammates to get around you. Um, but I think that the wider sort of fraternity, sorority of referees is, is very unique because um, you can go to any association, you can go, you know, and that's, I've now gotten the opportunity to go to Wales, to go to Northern Ireland, to go to Japan, to go to all these places and meet with those referees and just instantly be welcomed and instantly be sort of included in there. And I think that's sort of the best part about it is because even though, you know, there can be some sort of controversial moments around it, and even though it's not always smooth sailing, um, anytime you meet other referees or you go anywhere, there's an immediate sort of bond and an immediate sort of desire to, to include you and make you feel really welcome, which... Um, again, I, th- I think probably, to be fair, is, is is the general value of rugby. I mean, I, I always felt that way as a player as well, that you could go to any rugby club and you'd be welcomed as well. So I think that sort of, um, you know, far now and sort of wider group vibe certainly extends to referees. You mentioned all of these places around the world that uh, refereeing has taken you. Um, talk to us firstly about um, your international debut as a referee. What was that like? How did you feel? Who Who were the two teams? Yeah, so I got to make my international debut this year, yeah. actually. So at the Women's Six Nations. So um, I had a Friday. Yeah, absolutely. I know. Talk about what a, what a way to make your debut. Um, so yeah, the two teams, it was a Friday night game in Cardiff and the two teams were Wales against France. Um, and again, it was just, it was such a an, an epic experience. I know people probably overuse that word now, but honestly, it was just, um, the Six Nations is probably one of the most established women's global rugby competitions. Um, in terms of the, the countries really get behind it. Um, so it was at Cardiff Arms Park, which is the sort of um, slightly smaller stadium just outside Millennium, and they had sort of packed out all one side. I mean, there would have been four or 5,000 people there. And they're a very, I would say, Northern Hemisphere fans are a very different type of fan than a Kiwi fan. So four or 5,000 Welsh people probably felt like about 10,000 Kiwis, <laughs> to be totally honest. They're uh, they're loud and rambunctious, and they, they love to get behind their team. So it was just, I mean, the experience of standing there, and I was so fortunate my parents got to come to Canada to cool. watch, um, and my partner's parents who live in England, they came down to watch as well, so it was just, um, yeah, a moment that, you know, I'll never probably forget. So amazing. Um, I know that your time is precious, so we won't keep you much longer, but um, when you reflect on everything that you've been able to do so far, um 
refereeing Super Rugby Opeki for the first time, uh, being asked to go to the Six Nations, the World Cup coming up. What do you think? I mean, do you pinch yourself that this is where you are right now? Oh, I think that that's the exact, I was just about to say something. Like when you list it like that, it's just surreal. And I think, um, and again, I, I, I don't sort of, in, I don't mean this in a bad way, but sometimes I think particularly because I come from a non-rugby country, yeah. I come with sort of a like, I just love it. Like the just, and it's sometimes I just can't believe that I get to do this. But like someone from, you know, Markham, Ontario, where like two out of every 10 people you ask would even know what rugby is, now get to be uh, at a World Cup and, and in New Zealand and, and sort of in and amongst some of the some of the best rugby in the world. And even, you know, um, I was really fortunate a couple of weeks ago to ref um, a Heartland game between Wairarapa Bush and South Canterbury. And to be in amongst, that is Heartland rugby, you know, the ethos of yeah. community rugby in New Zealand. Um, and to be in and amongst that, again, it's just sometimes like I just can't can't believe it. But yeah, I think it's one of those things where you just keep saying yes to things. Yeah. You just keep saying, yeah, yeah, I'll give that a go. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'll go to that. Oh, yeah, I'll go to that. Um, and keep sort of trying to get better and keep trying to make sure that you're always improving. Um, and it's just sort of crazy where you can end up, I think. Well, you deserve it all. You are amazing at what you do. Thank you so much for coming on our program, Maggie, and sharing a part of your story. We can't wait to see you in action over the next couple of months as well. You're now an official Kiwi, aren't you? I think so. I think, <laughs> yeah, you're going to have problem getting rid of me now. We'll claim totally you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Maggie. It was amazing being able to talk to you. And I know that you are going to inspire so many to pick up the whistle and do what you're doing as well. Awesome. Thanks.